Hey there, and welcome to the Rock Reavers podcast. Here we are all about believing and proclaiming the word. We're totally given to true worship and obedient in taking the gospel to the nations through missions. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you'll be blessed by this message. Thank you, Pastor Doc. Please remain while still standing. Let's have the book of Romans, chapter 8. Verse 14. We will shortly do our declaration just before we sit down. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. We will read from verse 14 all through to verse 20. How's everybody doing? Are you excited about 2022? Is that the kind of yes that attracts a husband? Or a monitoring spirit. <laughs> Let's read from verse 14 to verse 17. Let's go. For as many. But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16, that we are children of God. Verse 17, and if children, then heirs. Which shall be revealed. Verse 20. Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 7 to verse 16. Just bear with me because I'm trying to pastor your neighbor. This is all the word they're reading this week. So we will read sufficient scriptures. Amen. But we speak the wisdom of God in our mystery. But as it is written, I has not seen. Save the spirit of the man which is in the inside of him. Even so. the spirit which is from God that we might know. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches. Comparing spiritual things. But the natural man does not receive these things.
For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. One of the things that we must do this year is to redeem time. We must redeem time. Paul says, see then in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 that you walk circumspectly, redeeming the time for the days are evil. God says that I'm putting the responsibility of buying back time. Redeeming is an economic word. It is not, it is not I will restore the years that the cankerworm ate. He says, I want you to buy back time. One of the things that will cause us to enter into destiny in 2022 is seizing the opportunities that God is bringing our way. He says, see then that he walks circumspectly, redeeming the time, buying back the time. The word time there is the Greek word kairos, which one author said is the optimum time for the execution of a matter. There is a time that certain things in your life must happen. It is in those seasons when all things are aligned that we enter into the victory of God sweatless. One author said that the word time there comes from a Greek word that translates opportunity, which is cons constructed of two words, op and tunity, which is what the Spanish sailors would do, that they would wait for the high tide and they would sail to safely to shore. That if you missed the high tide, it will take more effort to anchor the ship. The fallacy that we have endless times has produced many failures in the arena of life. God is saying that I know you went through a difficult season, but I'm putting in your hands now the grace to buy back time. Praise the Lord. If there's a thing that we must do this year, is that we must recover every opportunity that we lost last year. Every business opportunity that slipped by our hands this year, we are recovering. In the name of Jesus. Every season that God ordained. God ordained times and seasons. Victories and hardships all for our advancement. That is why, that's why he says when it comes to the matter of redeeming the time, he says it's a walk. That this thing is not, is not something for running. It's not a race. It's a walk. There's a requirement to move forward even when it is most difficult. And if there's a challenge that you can pick for this year, is the challenge to increase your capacity. Have you felt that you should be further than you are? Have you felt that you should be producing more results that you're currently producing? Have you felt that your life should be further than you are? And that frustration is the frustration of planting seed in one acre and demanding a five-acre harvest. If there's one thing that we must do this year is to broaden our capacity. Let's do our, our statement of belief and we, we have God's word. Let's go. I am a winner. Let's go. I am a victor. I have changed my mind and attitude to reflect what God says about me. 
I can do all that God says I can do. Nothing is impossible from this moment on. A new kind, a remnant, and I am after my... Amen. Let's have our seats. Sit on your problems in the name of Jesus. Our subject today, because people like giving me feedback on Facebook, let me start with the subject so that you don't say I preached out of topic. <laughs> because you have an intentional pastor. Our subject today is sons of God arise. Look at your neighbor like you're about to buy your own house and just say sons of God arise. Look at the other one like you're about to get married and produce twins and just say sons of God. <laughs> look at somebody and just look at them like you're about to graduate with your PhD and say sons of God. Arise. Hallelujah. I thank God because by God's grace he has brought us to his house. We are not here on holy day Neither did we come to watch TV or we, neither did we come to experience carpet. All those things are good things. But we have come here to encounter with destiny. We have come here, we are in a space where anything can happen. And God has placed a responsibility upon us to receive the engrafted word of God and to move forward. God is saying that I want you to move forward, but that forward progression is in your hands. That if you're going to step forward in 2022, it is 33% God and 67% you. Remember Paul said that Paul planted the seed, 33%. Apollos watered the seed. That's another 33%. It is God that caused the growth. The push came from earth. Praise the Lord. The push came from earth. Let me demonstrate it again. We have seen somebody said, if you can just get to the presence of God, warfare will cease. That is not accurate. Because the devil is not afraid of the presence of God. Remember when Jesus was led of the spirit of God to fast. In the very presence of God, the devil was there. What defeats Satan and gives you the victory is resist the devil and he will flee. Resist the devil and he will flee. God is saying, rise up. Take responsibility for your life. Sons of God, arise. Now, it's important to note, I'm not necessarily, what I've posted on scriptures here, we're not going to get into an exposition. My desire today is not to exegete, but just to speak from my heart. And you begin to realize that every time you interact with God, one of the things that he defines very early is that he is for you. God is on your side. This morning, let me just make that declaration in this house. God is on your side. One of the things that he wants to make clear very early when you begin to interact with him is that I am for you and I am on, on, I'm on your side. John said, greater love has no man than this, that a man may lay down his life for the sake of his friends. Paul said, Romans chapter 5 verse 6, that while we were yet without strength, one author said, while we were yet afar off, Jesus Christ died for our sins. Scarcely for a righteous man will wonder, yet peradventure for a good man. Some would even dare die. Verse 7 verse 8 says, but God commends his love toward us in this wise. 
that by the blood of the lamb, he has reconciled us to himself. He establishes that I am for you. And I am on your side. And that is important because if everybody was against me, thank God that you left me, but God did not leave me. Thank God somebody damned me and said that they have discovered three red flags. No, glory to God. Uh, see ya, bye. I don't want to be here, but I'm with Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah. Somebody testified here on, on the first Sunday that the landlord came and said, you know, I will not charge you rent for nine months. As if that is not enough, I will also prepare supper for you once in a while. What is that? That is God. That I can lose everything that there is to lose, but I can never lose him. He is always by my side. David said that even when, where will I run from your presence, oh God? That where will I run from your presence? When I lay my bed in hell, one foolish wife said, you stupid husband, you, you made your bed, now lay in it. David said, even when I lay my bed in hell, there you are with me. What an aggressive love we have from the Father. He establishes that he loves you and he's pursuing you. Isaiah says that you have inscribed your name on the palm of my hands. He says, I dance over you. Hey! If those were lines and somebody was being vibed, that is a conversion. He says, I dance over you. I dance over thee. I dance over thee. God has an aggressive love. But he doesn't stop there. He says that love brings us to a place where we begin to interact with him, not as slaves, but as sons. Remember, 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 in the book of John chapter 1 verse 1, he said that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He says the same was in the beginning with him. He says in him was life, and this life was the light of men, he said. He came before his own, and his own received him not, but to as many as received him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. God is saying that I have loved you with an everlasting love. But I don't want to interact with you from a position of uh, slave and master. But I want to interact with you from a position of father and son. God is saying, if you're coming to my house, you're coming to my house as a son. I want you to come into my family. I want my DNA in the inside of you. I want you to have claim in the stake of the kingdom of heaven. I want you to be part of my family. He's careful enough to define in Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 that I am no longer a slave to sin, but I am a son of God. That sonship has been ordained by God. Sonship has been ordained by the plan of heaven. That sonship is God's idea. Very important. As I begin to lay a foundation of why we must arise. Now you know very well, especially in Africa, that certain countries have certain behaviors. And certain tribes have certain behaviors. And certain families are known for certain things. Now when you join the family of God... One of the DNAs that is implanted in you is doing the impossible. That when I begin to interact with God, he is careful enough to show me that my life must mean something. God is always about taking over. God is always about advancement. God is always about 
doing the impossible. God is always about exalting our work in this nation. And when you come to Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19, so that I demonstrate why arising is important, he begins to say that when the enemy shall come in as a flood, the Spirit of God shall raise a standard against him. Then in verse 20 he says, and Zion shall receive her redemption. Then chapter 60 verse 1 says, arise and shine for thy light has come. That I will do the foundation. The spirit of God will raise up a standard. The salvation of Zion will come upon them. But then the response of Zion is that Zion must arise. God is saying, I am putting together the resources, the infrastructure that is required for the advancement of your purpose as a son. He says, now because of the spirit of God has raised a standard and because Zion has received her salvation, now Zion must arise and shine for thy light has come. One author said that Zion was like a lady without hope. He said that he was like a lady without hope. And in the Hebrew culture, what would happen is the hopeless would go and roll themselves and commingle with dust. And they would sit hopelessly by the river and put their head down as one that is without hope and one that is without a future. He says that the picture that is revealed in Isaiah chapter 60 is not a picture of one that is tired and is just, that just requires revival, but it's a picture that shows one that has reached the end of their lives. And the prophet now says, because of the Spirit of God and because of the salvation of Zion, now Jerusalem, arise and shine, for thy light has come. The author continues to argue, and I quote, that the revelation of light that the church must now demonstrate is not a light that comes from their ability, but is a light that comes from the life that is in Jesus Christ. John said, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. That we have no light of our own. That the light that we must now carry is the light of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said that that light, when you arise and shine, the Gentiles shall be attracted and kings will come to the brightness of your rising. God requires that when you begin to walk in purpose, when you begin to walk in the things that he has called you to do this year, there has to be a rising. Tell your neighbor, arise. Paul said in, in Ephesians chapter 5, Thou who were once asleep... Wake up now. God is saying, I want you to square your shoulders. I want you to stand up. And I want you now to move forward. The subject of arising for sons is so important because the kingdom of God suffered violence. And the violent must take it by force. God is saying that I'm bringing you to a place of victory. But you must enforce the victory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What we are seeing in our lives today is a direct reflection of what we have received from God. Will you open up your heart this year to receive more from God? How about doing much more? How about expanding your territories? How about expanding your capacity? And now, when he talks about manifestation in Romans chapter 8 now, 
he says that those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And that is the foundation of arising. That there has to be a yielding to the Spirit of God. That if you're going to arise, you have to make up your mind that you will not be led by what is convenient. That you will not be led by what the economics, the economists have predicted. That you will not be led by what your uncle is saying. That you will not be led by what the tabloids are predicting and what the news is talking about. You know, somebody said that I'm just hearing negative news every side that I turn. That it's not a good place. It's not a good time to invest now. It's not a good time to change jobs now. It's not a good time to go to school. Elections are just right the corner. Being led by things that are without. God is saying, if you will manifest, you must first be led by the Spirit of God. And I want us to take time to examine practically what does that mean? What does it mean to be led? And Victor, I want you to follow me. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. What does it mean to be led of the Spirit of God? What are we going to do with that information? What, what does it mean to be led of the Spirit of God? So Paul here says that by we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Now it's important to, to demonstrate here. What is happening is that the Gentiles are now flocking into salvation. They are being converted. The Jews before thought that salvation belongs to them and them alone. And there is this tension between the Jews and the Gentiles. And Paul says that in God there is neither Jew nor Gentile. And he's writing to instruct them how they must now behave and how they must now seize destiny and rise up and move forward. And in this particular chapter, he begins to speak about how that it is important to be led of the Spirit of God. And the first thing that he says is that we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. That the things of God are mysterious. That is why when we come to church, we didn't just come to a physical structure. But every time you enter the doors of Rivers Church, we have literally entered the throne of God where anything is possible. When you lift up your hand to engage with your father, one after said that approach the throne of God boldly. He says approach the throne of God boldly because we now have access even into the most holy place that every time you close your eyes, you're not just closing your eyes in a church in Ruaka, but you're closing your eyes in the temple of God. That you're interacting with God. It's a mysterious thing. And that is why it is important to be weird. Sometimes it's important to be awkward. That who, who enters the office and the first thing they do is to anoint their laptop. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. God is saying that you are the ways of this world and your ways are completely different. The challenge was that the Gentiles would respond and say, we are not used to this thing. This is not how we do our things. You know, this is not what we eat. This is not what we drink. That is why Paul responded in Romans chapter 14 that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy to the Holy Ghost. There's a pushback culture that is happening here. But Paul is now instructing them of what it means to be led of the Spirit. And the stat is this, that is a mysterious thing. It's a mysterious thing. They, it's one way to look at the prediction of property prices. It's another thing to say, I feel God saying that where we must buy land is Ketengela. How did I know? It is not a sensual thing. But we speak the wisdom of God in our mystery. Somebody asked, how do I know who I should marry? 
we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. It's a mysterious thing. It says that the princess of this world knew, not, knew it not. Because had they known it, they would not have crucified our Lord Jesus. Can you imagine? Have you ever been before a door and you thought it was a prison door, yet it was the opportunity of your lifetime? Remember, God spoke through the prophet and he told the prophet, can these bones live? At times, what looks like defeat and decay to the natural man is an opportunity of a lifetime for the man in the spirit. What looks like retrogression, what looks like you're moving back in the natural is a leap forward in the spiritual. Will you be diligent enough to see the victory of God even in challenging times that Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, came in, in, in physical form. Says he, the word became flesh and he came to his own and his own received him not. That I looked at my breakthrough and I turned my back to it. And I said this job is a demotion. Moving to Kitale is a retrogression. That downscaling my business is failure. It looked like this was the victory, but I turned my back because I was in the flesh. The princess of this world knew it not. Sometimes God will lead us into places and spaces where we will not receive our fair share of demand. We will not receive what we are worth. But God says, stay the process. Because we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom. That when we come to the... I love this one. That when we come to the kingdom of God, how it looks like does not matter. Because we are not them that walk by sight. There's a deception on the things that you see. And if this year is going to be successful for you, and if you're going to break your fears and enter into destiny, you must abolish moving by what you see. How it looks like. Oh, it looks like the bank is about to come for foreclosure. It looks like the business does not have enough liquidity to sustain itself. It looks like this child will not amount to anything. God is saying, don't look at that. Remember, remember, remember Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. He says that I've ordained you. I've appointed you in your mother's womb before you were born. Then Jeremiah answered. He said, I'm just but a child. And God rebuked a child. He said, do not say you are a child. When it comes to engaging in destiny, we cannot afford to go by what it looks like. Men who will move forward in the arena of life are not men who will move by what they see. I am not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I see. Refuse to be moved by what you see. It doesn't matter how bad it looks like. Lift up your voice and say, I know that my Redeemer liveth. I know that even though it looks like I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord is with me. That my strength is not that I am able to overcome. My strength is in knowing that I am with God. That's why one author said that the greatest strength of destiny, the greatest strength and discovery of victories in purpose is the realization that the presence of God is ever so close. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom. 
He said this wisdom was ordained for our glory. That things that produce glory in our lives are never obvious. There has to be some digging. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Have you found yourself, the challenge of the 21st century church is that we, you know, we have no persecution. We, we, we are just here and we have, the pastor has to study and to come and feed us. And, and Pastor Kogi has to prepare very well. And if he sings off key, we will give him DMs on Facebook. And, and, and you know, we have to come and the carpet has to be clean. And everything has to be in order for me. And then you have to bless me. And you have to bless me the way I like it. And you have to preach to someone that I like. And then I have to go home. No digging. No searching, no sacrifice, just massage parlor. The devil is a liar. That will not be your story. I said that will not be your story. We are about to start calling prayer meetings. Ah, yes, I said that to say this. We are about to start calling prayer meetings. Will you be there or will you say there is traffic in Nairobi? The devil is a liar. If there is a year you are going to pray, it is this one. Hallelujah. I said, if there is a year you will lay hands on your children, it is going to be this one. If there is a year you will take oil and pour on the head of that stubborn child, it is this one. This says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom. Those things that we are going to do for advancement this year are going to be strange. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Strangeness. I'll show up in your house with one liter of anointing oil. No prayer. I just pour it on your door and disappear. Those are mysteries. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I've tried moving forward by a degree. But by the time I graduated, there were no jobs. I tried moving forward by connections. But by the time I applied, the connection became a sponsor. I don't know if you can hear what I'm saying. I decided to move to the States because I thought the problem was Africa. But by the time I reached the States, COVID hit. There is a methodology that is not ordinary. When you submit yourself to the ways of this world, you will be frustrated because this world is not your own. The reason why fish is not, is not efficient on land is because land is not its domicile. Why be called a son of God supernatural? Then want to use natural means. Praise the Lord. Peter rejected Jesus, decided to go to the carnal men and say, since I've sinned anyway, let me hang out with these guys. The guys he went to hang out with, he said, this one, you don't look like us. You don't belong here. When you go to a bar this year, someone will call you, hey, man of God, prophet, when you are just about <laughs> To order for Tuscalaga. Somebody said, it is you also. You are here. Align with God. Praise the Lord. Align with God. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hisdom, which was ordained for our glory. Listen. Paul said, look at Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. But to the intent that now, the manifold wisdom of God might be demonstrated by the church to the powers and principalities in heavenly places. God is saying we advance by his wisdom. We advance by his method. We advance by his style, which is mysterious. 
And Paul put forth an argument and told the Gentile church that when you begin to engage with God, prepare yourself for mystery. Why? Because no eye has seen. Do we, do we have a church here? No eye has seen. No eye has seen. No eye has seen. It means then, if you can perceive it with your eyes, it is beyond, it is not the plan of God. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of men. That if you went for vision planning, one of my, my brothers, you know, went recently for a date and I admire him so much. And the subject of that date was planning for the year. I asked him, my goodness, those are the things we are looking forward to do also shortly. You know, that you go for a date and you're not talking about, baby, I love you, you look nice. You have now moved into planning for the year. That's, very, that, that's admirable, right? But Paul is saying that when you're engaging with God, if it has not entered into the hearts of men, that I am not able to dimension the purpose and plan for God for my life by myself. Glory to God. There is the challenge to want to take stock and say, okay, I have a degree. I have two years experience here and there. I know one, two, three, four. Uh, this is what I've been able to do. This is where I've applied. This is the type of business I've tried. I've done this kind of business before. Uh, 2022, this is how it looks like. And then you begin to pursue a vision that was initiated by your heart. That is not the manifestation of the sons of God. That is the manifestation of the flesh. God is saying, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men what the Lord has prepared for them that love him. And my challenge to you this morning is not to envision a vision that is greater than you, like many motivation speakers would speak, but to envision God's plan for you. Envision God's plan for you. There is a plan in place. Praise the Lord. There is a plan in place, and we are going to seek out that plan. One of the things that you must do this year, you're going to move forward by force. You're going to move forward by prayer. We've been praying for you this um, as, as early as midnight, I was awake praying for you. You're going to move forward by prophecy, but you're also going to move forward by practice. We can pray and prophesy. Paul, we can plant and water, but you must move. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, this year you must move forward. Uh, you, must move, you will move forward. You will move forward. God has raised us for you. And we are saying you will move forward and you will arise in the name of Jesus. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of men what the Lord had prepared. I thank God because I have a God who has already prepared. He's not a God who is waiting for me to request for him to prepare. He's not a God who is waiting to see how I behave for him to prepare. You know the way there are people who will buy you a gift, but say, okay, fine, let me just watch your behavior on Monday. And let me watch your behavior on Tuesday. I know you'll mess up on Wednesday. And on Thursday, I don't have to give you the gift anymore. We don't have a schizophrenic God. We have a God who aggressively loves you and has already prepared a plan. Praise the Lord. That changes my definition for tragedy. Tragedy is missing out on the plan of God. My prayer then becomes, open my eyes that I may see what you have for me. I never pray to God for suits. Neither do I ask God for cars. Neither do I ask God which color of house should I buy. Because if he can show me what he has prepared for me, 
the prayer of a righteous man is not to adjust the course of destiny, but to access the course of destiny because the God has already prepared. That's bad English. There's nothing like the God because God has already prepared. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Has God prepared something for you? Yes. God has prepared it. Can I see it? It does not matter. Can I hear it? It doesn't matter. Can I perceive it? It does not matter. God has prepared something for me. And this year you will enter it in the name of Jesus. I said this year, do we have a church in this place? I said this year you will enter it. Now, of course, it doesn't make sense. You know, like in the office when people, when somebody makes a presentation, there's usually no response other than emails and so on and questions. But in church, when somebody makes something, you say amen, amen. <laughs> uh, you must receive it, amen. I wish somebody was preaching for me so I can demonstrate. I receive it. I take it. So one day, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> one day somebody said, there's something very unique. This is a story. It's a Ghanaian story. If you read this Ghanaian preachers, you'll see. This is a true story, true story. So there's this guy who was a renowned banker. And he had a lot of excellence at the workplace. But his personality was like Prophet Ndekei. Very behind. Ndekei is the guy on the screens, yeah? Very behind the scenes, very quiet. Walks like the floating of the Holy Spirit. You know, his eyes alone, when you look at his eyes, he's like he's seeing your soul. Very quiet guy. And he would put on suits. He loved navy blue and white shirt with a popping red tie. The guy would deliver excellence, always employee of the year, year on year, always, you know, constantly moving forward. In fact, at some point they said that he is above his pay grade just because of the level of excellence. And that was his personality in the office. So one day, so if you understand corporate politics, everybody is trying to see who's coming next, what, where can, how do we shortcut, how do we undercut, can I follow you home, I want to know what you're about, maybe you have a scandal, right? There's something strange about this guy. So one day, his boss followed him. And the interesting thing is, of course now, people, you know, people will say, you know, you pastors, you have very funny stories, and these stories always look like they end up with a church moment. Yes, that is true. So let me just remove that from the, from, because which story do you want me to give you? Huh? I have to give you a story for church. Eh? So now they follow this guy, and the CEO sees him enter into an, a redeemed church. And when he enters my oh my, he becomes a lion in this. The man is jumping. When Pastor Kogi is saying, the man is the man is shout, he removes his coat, remove undignified. When he says, Lift up your hands to pray, he starts praying. Have you ever heard a prayer? It looks like a machine gun. When the pastor says, You're moving, for, Amen. He says, If peradventure I could just catch one prophecy, my life is set. That he was very active in the things of God. Glory to God. He was, when it came to the things of God, it was his own thing. Then when he walked out of the church, he calmed down. And that sounds like us. Amen. That, that's the story of this church. You see the way that story ended up with church. Eh? <laughs> that's the story of this church. Because he said that he has camouflaged engineers as ministers of God. He has camouflaged business people as ministers of God. Because the ministry of reconciliations, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, has been committed unto all of us. So we come here for the word of God. We receive it 
our personality remains out of the door. You know, somebody said, I'm just a quiet guy. Why are you telling me to say amen? So, let me give you another, let me give you another, can I give you another story? Here's another story. This one is a Bible one. So, in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah wants to build this wall. And you know the story. But the funny thing that I saw there is that every day in the evening, <laughs> thank you, Jesus, every day in the evening, and St. Balat would come also, every day in the evening, Nehemiah would take the scrolls. That's what the scripture says. And he say, he would say, bless the Lord who wins our victory. And scripture says, and the men would say, amen. Bless the Lord who has given us the victory. Amen. Bless the Lord who is causing us to finish the wall. And the people would say, amen. This time, the wall, in Sanballat's word, even a fox, like, you know, if a fox jumped over, the wall would come down. We are not them that walk by what we see. Somebody said, you are speaking these big words. I am just in a bed sitter. You are, your body is in the bed sitter, but your life is in the scriptures. I know you heard me. I know you heard me. Your body is in the bed sitter, but your life is in the scriptures. And in due time, the plan of God for your life must come to pass. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of men. What the Lord had prepared. Even this marriage that is about to die. Even that marriage. God is saying, no eye has seen. God is talking about your marriage saying, no eye has seen. You are saying, God, you don't understand this husband. You don't understand this guy. I'm the one who knows. Check his Instagram DM. You see for yourself. Huh? Look at his eyes. Can you trust such eyes? No eye has seen. I know you heard me. Listen, faith is not for the possible. Faith is not for the possible. Tonight, tonight, go and put your, the most stubborn child, if you have stubborn children, that stubborn one, that's where the victory of the family is coming from. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of men. God says, I want to anoint me a king. The firstborn son, big, handsome, fought many battles, tall, huh? tall. I know ladies in the house, tall, tall, not in the spirit, tall physically. Yeah, the guy was tall for days, huh? Be like, baby, you know, you want to, there's a gradient of love. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Thank you. I'm having a lot of fun. Hmm? Says if there is a son that is going to be king, is this one. Meanwhile, David is writing poetry for sheep. Now, you see, you don't, I don't think if you understand this. David would write poems for sheep. And he would write songs about sheep. And he fell in love with sheep. And he would carry, he would carry sheep and put it on his shoulders. In fact, one author said, the only reason David wrote the, the shepherd psalm, that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want, is because he understood his relationship with sheep so much so that God spoke his language. God said, if I'm going to speak to this guy, it has to be sheep. He understands this sheep thing. He's dancing. His father says, that is not my son. Eh? Don't you have any other sons? Eh? There's one weird one. He's not even here. When his brothers are fighting, he's delivering food. What a boy. What's wrong with you? Why can't you go to the gym? Are you seeing my point? Somebody said, 
This job where they can't even give me off. They don't pay me nothing. This business that is not making sense, God is saying, no, I have seen. Glory to God. The spiritual things are very bold and braggadocious. Scripture said, Lazarus is dead. Jesus said, I am glad. Think about it. Let me slow down now. They said, Lazarus is dead. Jesus said, somebody said, my husband has completely gone bonkers. We don't even sleep. I am glad. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. We serve a God who kicks down doors. We serve a God who breaks impossibilities. I remember when we were planting this church several years ago because it seems like we've been here for 100 years. The day we paid for the tent, the same day where we were to plant the church, they said, you're not coming here. And the tent is on the high seas. And I looked at my bros. I looked at my brother like, what's going to happen? And God said, a church is going to be planted. And one afternoon, I, my brother Elvis came to my house and he said, I know the solution. You see, Stan, I think I perceive you in the flesh. Come with me. He, he dragged me to two rivers and we began to pray. Let me tell you. You know the way you pray until you've reached, you're like, God, I don't have any prayer point, any more prayer points. Because I have prayed up to the president of South Korea, but this, I wanted this contract most likely, you know. More. Then the funny thing is, in the minutes of intense prayer, the guards came and said, what are you doing here? Why are you praying on this ground? Who are you? This is a shopping mall. Please go, proceed. To shop, not to pray on the parking. Say, claim the land. When we were claiming the land, the guards claimed us. But you people, you understand my brother, Pastor Elvis. He said, excuse me. This institution is spending millions of shillings in advertisement to bring us here. I came. I'm here. This is a public property. Except you say I'm not, uh, except you say I'm not admitted to this, I'm not living anywhere. And the guard said, you need to know which battles to fight. <laughs> Mentally, ten nil. Physically, you see for yourselves. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. And we prayed that day. Listen, what you called impossible in 2021, in 2022, it, be, it must become your bread. Come on, do I have a church in this place? What you called impossible in 2021, in 2022, it must become our bread. Is in the tent here today. Praise the Lord. What is that? The, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom. The story of how we planted it here is for another day. But I think the point is clear. Is the point clear? At the back there, did you understand that? Very beautiful. So I want you to think about something that is completely impossible. A completely wayward. Somebody said, you know, I only have a, I only have a certificate. Yes, yes, yes. That is the raw material for progress. Yeah, that is, the, that is when it is difficult there is where the sons of God say, now this is the thing. Member of, a member of parliament, rise up. You're in this place and you want to run and you have no budget. Here's the challenge for 2022. Rise up, glory to God, and run. Rise up and run. Rise up and run. Rise up and run. 
Somebody say, I don't have capital. Go register that business and start. Child of God, rise up. You have been dating and dating and dating like octopus. It's time to get married. Huh? You know, there's nothing that, that can multitask more than an octopus. Eight things at a time. I know you heard me. Huh? Open up your WhatsApp right now. <laughs> Give your neighbor your password. <laughs> husband, rise up. Arise. I said husband, arise. Wife, arise. Somebody say, every time I date, I see red flags, red flags, red flags. We have called you Mrs. Red Flags. Don't walk according by sight. Huh? Don't walk by sight. Because sight tells you that this guy always in boga. Atoshi. Huh? This is what you're seeing by sight. You're Peter. And you'll be kicked out because that's not your company. You don't look like one of us. You are with Jesus Christ. Align with God's plan for your life. Trust God for revelation. And move forward. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men what the Lord had prepared for them that love him. Now we get into the meat now. Then he says, but the Lord has revealed them unto us by his spirit. That God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. That the spirit of God is not just power. The spirit of God is not just energy. The spirit of God is Google search for our lives. That is revealing stuff for us. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. That when I'm interacting with God, I don't have to interact with confusion. Because God has revealed these plans unto us by his spirit. The spirit of God is searching the innermost parts of God and revealing them unto us. He says, what man knows the things of a man save the spirit of the man which is in the inside of him? Even so, the things of God does what? Knoweth the spirit of God. To manifest in this life is to yield to the revelation of the spirit of God. When is the last time you asked God to reveal to you what is an opportunity and what is a closing door? When is the last time you asked God, which way must I go? When is the last time you asked God and you listen that the challenge of our generation is that we are too busy? And we are busy on WhatsApp, and we are busy on Instagram, and we are busy on Facebook, and we are busy, 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 and you have to go to work, and you have to come back, and you have to prepare, and you have to rest, and you have to wake up to, you know, you must update the status before you sleep, then you go back to sleep, and now you have to go to the gents in the night. But instead of whispering a prayer, oh God, go before me tomorrow, you must say, okay, what's happening on Instagram now? Busy, busy, busy. Where is God's voice in your life? Can you trace your direction with the voice of the Spirit? That and God told me last year and this time. And God told me, you know, six months ago. And God revealed to me. And God showed me. God revealed them unto us by his Spirit. That the methodology of entering into destiny is hearing and hearkening to the voice of the Spirit. Are you led of the flesh? Or are you led of the Spirit? Because except you are led of the Spirit, you are not a son of God. God says the standard of my family is yielding to the Spirit of God. And God is careful enough 
because he knows you can yield to your desires as well. And you'll be out of purpose. You can yield to your fears. Then he says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of sound mind. I want you to yield to something, but it's not you. I want you to yield to the spirit of God. He says, God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. And the interesting thing is that the revelation is spiritual because he says that the carnal man cannot know it. He says the carnal man cannot know it. Now the funny thing is, sometimes I have found that I am both carnal and spiritual at the same time. He says I have seen two laws in my body. The law of the spirit and life and the law of death and sin. And there is always a fight. There is always a push. And God will tell me one thing. But the sensual man will respond. God will tell me another. God will tell me that there is hope in your business. But the sensual man will tell you close shop. Will I yield to the sensual man or will I yield to the spirit of God? And it takes faith to respond to the promptings of the spirit of God. It was never made to be easy. It was made to be tough. And God is saying, by faith, let me illustrate that point. Remember he told them, how you are going to enter Jericho. I want you to write very complicated CVs. No. I want you to set up an army and fashion weapons of iron. And I want you to fashion weapons of steel. No. He told them what I want you to do. I want you to go around the wall. Now, realize with me like this, that the context of the victory in the wall of Jericho is that uh, the reason why cities would have walls was for defense reasons. And that it would give the defending country advantage, height advantage over the offending country. And the first thing to do when you see an army approaching would to deploy your archers. And God said, don't carry shields, no. I just want you to walk around the wall. Now, you know, we have the privilege of being preached to until we are preachers. You have had many sermons, and now you even know the story. You even be saying, okay, fine, release the revelation because I even know what you want to say. No, calm down, calm down. God said, I want you to walk around the wall. What it means is, God, you're saying I put my life on the line. Because approaching the wall, the archers are going to take me out. We are going to be food. The victory in the wall of Jericho was not necessarily the walls falling on day seven. It was that no one was shot on day one. That God said, put your life on the line. Then leave it for me. Let me show you. We have a braggadocious God. Lazarus is dead and I am, I am glad. He says, I want you to go where they will kill you. Because I want to show you who Jehovah El Gebor is. Jehovah man of war. Put your life on the line. If you're going to deal with fear, fear must die first. Not, it, it has to be one, it's you or fear. But fear must die. God is saying, you want to enter destiny, deal with fear. Step forward in faith. Peter says, Master, if it is you, bid me to come. Then Jesus says, come. And we find a widow and the, and the, and the 
and the, and, and the desert is biting and it's starvation and there's no food and the widow has a child and the man of God enters and the widow says, this is all I have left. We will eat this and die. And God said, you want to enter destiny? Put your life on the line. I realized having plan B and C is the plan of Satan. Because we have the plan of the scriptures. Thank you so much for me. Thank you so much. Man, I studied all night, prayed for you all night. I poured anointing oil. You know, I was like, this revelation will not hit home. My goodness, if I came to preach for somebody today and you received it, God bless you. He says, I don't have a plan B. I have the scriptures plan. I have the scriptures plan. God is saying, you want to engage with me in destiny? You want to arise as a son of God? Put your life on the line. Have you ever read the scripture that says, them that put their hand on the plow and turn back are not worthy of the kingdom of God? Then Paul says, we are not them that fall on the wayside, but we are them that persevere to the saving of the soul. God is saying there's a mindset of sticking the course. Sticking the course. Saying, if I die, let me die in the army of the Lord. Oh, glory to God forever. Is somebody in church today? It is not sensual. It does not make sense. It is not easy to do. It is extremely inconvenient. I'm just checking the time here. It's extremely inconvenient. But God is saying, put your life on the line. And allow me to show you how to step into destiny. And they went around the, the wall. Not one death. And on the seventh day, the walls came down. God fought their battles. Remember, he told the prophet, tomorrow, tomorrow, go to battle. But don't carry spears. Carry harps. Carry guitars. Carry speakers. Carry microphones. Go singing songs. Because the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. You only have a plan B if you, the battle is yours. Let me say that again. You only have a plan B if the battle is yours. That is why you have to have mitigation. And then you have to have a mitigant of the mitigant. That's why there's a plan C. And then you have to have another plan, which is a plan D. The devil is a liar. The sensual man does not receive them because they are spiritually designed. What is God challenging you to do this year? What is God challenging you to do this year? Son of God, arise. Let's, let's stand up. The move, please join me. Let's, let's, let's do some ministry now. Let's do some ministry now. If we're going to break our fears, fear must die. Amen. I hate fear. Fear is a way of creeping in your heart. Did you know that even the things that you are good at in the presence of fear, you start fumbling and unangusha kampuni? Like even the things you are good, the things you are good at, when fear is there, forget it. Ask Pastor Ko, he, he, this good voice, when fear arrested it, when fear arrested, even practice, the practice you have done for 10 years is rendered irrelevant. The devil is a liar. Fear will not be in our families this year. In the name, we are refusing fear. We are breaking the back of fear today. In the name of Jesus. There are opportunities that God brought to us. We have the wisdom for it. We had the experience for it. We had the resources for it. But the bad devil and his stupid fear came. Denied us our progress. Not this year. God has already spoken here. 
God said, we are not giving up this year. You heard Pastor Julie very clearly. If there's a year for giving up, that was last year. Hallelujah. Buana sifiwe. I know in your mind you're telling me you don't understand, Pastor. I'm in a difficult place. You don't understand. I understand because Lazarus is dead and Jesus is glad. Lift up your voice now and say, oh God, break every fear. Break every fear in the name of Jesus. Lord, we break the spirit of fear in this house. In the name of Jesus, you're causing men to arise in this place. You're causing men. Lord, you're causing husbands to arise in this place. You're causing sons to arise in this place. Lord, you're causing businessmen to arise in this place. Go back to that business. Put your life on the line and allow God to do his work. Allow no eye has seen. Allow and no ear has heard. Allow and neither has it entered into the hearts of men. What the Lord had planned for them that love him. We are them that he loves. He says, I dance over thee. I have inscribed your name on the palm of my hand. He said that you have inscribed your name on the palm of my hand. He said that I have loved you with an everlasting love. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. Neither, it is not too late, somebody. It is not too late. God is giving you the grace to dream again in the name of Jesus. Son of God, arise. Produce the music. If there's a year to start, this is it. Take that step. God is saying, arise somebody in this place. Arise. It is time for you to arise and to shine. And Gentiles will come to the brightness of your rising in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, you don't understand, Pastor. I'm just but a divorcee. God is saying, no, I has seen. No ear has heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of men. I am God that is able to turn around time. I am God that is able to resurrect the dead. I am God that is able to multiply your last food. I am God that is able to protect you from the fiery darts of the enemy. That when you come into Mount, when you come into the wall of Jericho, I am good enough and I am strong enough to stop every spear of the enemy. I am strong enough. I am your shield and buckler. God said, arise, child of God, in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. God, I reject fear. I reject fear. I'm an amazing parent. Rise up, mother. Rise up, father. Parent that child well. Put your hands on them. Speak the plans of God upon them. In the name of Jesus, they will do well. They will do well. They will do well. In the name of Jesus, Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, I want us to pray. One more prayer. This is very important. This is very important. He said, walk after the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. He says, don't pray to me. Don't lift up your voice in a praise. Don't lift up your voice in a worship. Don't lift up, lift, don't lift up your voice in intercession. No. Walk after the Spirit and you will not gratify. This year we're going to walk in the Spirit. Oh yes, if there's a year we're going to walk in the Spirit, men will say, what changed in your life? There's something new about you. There's something that we are not used to about you. We are going to walk after the Spirit of God. We are rejecting every form of flesh today in the name of you. Lift up your voice. He said, you being good, know how to give good things to your children when they ask. He said, when they, you, when they ask for bread, you give them bread and not stone. He said, when they ask for fish, you give them fish and not snake. How much more? 
Will your father give you the Holy Ghost? Somebody lift up your voice now and say, Father, cause me to follow the Spirit of God. Cause me to yield to the Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus, somebody push with me for one minute. Just push with me for one minute. Say, oh God, in 2022, I am walking by the Spirit of God. I tried walking by, by, by degrees. I tried walking by connections. I tried walking by loans. I tried walking by calculation. I tried walking by strategic plans. But this year, I am walking by the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus. Oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thus saith the Lord, that in that day, by the strength of the Spirit, you will rise above every weakness, every challenge, every pain. He says that it, you shall be called the tower that is lifted above a mountain, above a hill that gives light to the whole city. And God says in that day, I will cause thee to morph even as a butterfly transitions from lava into pupa and from pupa into a butterfly. I will cause you to make sudden transitions. And God said, and I heard him clearly, that this is that year where you're going to walk deeply in the spirit of God. The spirit of God. If you receive it, can I hear your amen? Somebody, if, I, if you receive it, can I hear your loudest amen? Hallelujah. Is that how you clap for Jesus? This is how you clap for Jesus. Is that how you clap? Put those hands above your head. Break those hands. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Clap those hands. Clap those hands. Clap those hands. And just give him the praise. Give him the glory. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name. Oh, in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed and believe. Thank you for sticking in to the end. We hope you are blessed by this message. Follow us for more of these messages when new episodes drop and make sure to rate us so that more people can find out about us. Bye-bye.